This is Faithful Sayings, broadcast by the Leon Valley Church of Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, good to be with you again. I hope you had a good holiday. It's good to be back. Um, we're going to talk about Chick-fil-A today. Chick-fil-A has been in the news recently in um, headlines, maybe from socially conservative news sites you might have noticed, or from uh, independent journalists who identify as, as Christian, lamenting the fact that Chick-fil-A came out with this decision that they're going to no longer donate to other organizations that identify as Christian. And so they've named specific groups like the Salvation Army or FCA, Fellow Christian Athletes, uh, Paul Anderson Youth Home, will no longer be getting donations from from the company they they announced. So, uh, and this is this is upsetting to uh, a lot of people. Uh, some of whom would say, uh, for instance, that, that you know that the restaurant chain Chick Fil A is no is no longer Christian themselves or traitors to the cause. And I think that this, you know, it's an overreaction, and I think it also betrays a misunderstanding of uh, the biblical definition of what Christian is, right? Biblically, fast food restaurants cannot be considered Christian to, to begin with. Uh, it's really beyond me because Christians in the New Testament are individuals. Christians are individuals, not not organizations or businesses or, or anything else. And so I think that this misunderstanding is, is part of the problem and... Uh, really, there's no reason for, um, you know, folks, whether they're socially conservative or identify as Christian journalists or, or not, there's no really no reason for them to be upset. Because when we look into the New Testament, Jesus never officially endorsed any brand of, of chicken. Uh, and Chick-fil-A's deep fryers are the same as KFC's. They're not holier than anybody else's. And so... The underlying issue here, I, I think, in my judgment, is that folks tend to desire large, uh, intangible, visible institutions to support, like Chick-fil-A, like a missionary society, uh, even some of those organizations that Chick-fil-A said they're no longer going to, to donate to. Uh, folks, look for those kinds of, of things, those kinds of projects or businesses to identify with and and place their hopes in. And so when those those businesses or institutions, organizations do something like withhold funding or, or donations uh, from what other people think are worthy causes, then they feel betrayed and they feel fail, failed by the by the institutional organization. And th- this is counter biblical right it's not christians aren't to go after and find you know other uh businesses organizations but they're that are that are symbols of or at least as they they perceive to be symbols of loyalty to christ and genuine love and so forth but rather christians individuals are called to give genuine love themselves and be loyal to to christ himself and so the next thing you know People believe that they're shining their lights by supporting a fast food chain because it's, quote, Christian. And 
that's just contrary to to the New Testament pattern. Um, you know, if you were to ask them why they support the said organization, whether it's Chick Fil A or, any, or anything else, um, we're just using Chick Fil A as an example, um, or why you know why would you think that they're quote Christian? And they might say, well, because uh, it you know just so happens to be closed on Sundays. Okay. Uh, the owner expressed his belief in the biblical definition of the family unit. Okay. Um, well, lots of people be- believe those things um, who aren't Christians, uh, who are, you know, they're for <laughs> weekends and for uh, a day of rest, um, whether it be Saturday or Sunday, and, or they're for the, you know, the quote, biblical definition of the family unit, even though they may not be religious themselves. Uh, and so getting behind, you know, an organization that says those things doesn't make anybody a good person. It's just not good thinking according to the Bible. And it's actually, I would argue, horrible and a sinful way of thinking because in Scripture and real life, as we've observed, um, sectarians always seek a rallying point other than the one true standard handed down by God, which is his word that calls every person, every individual person to trust and obey him every day of his life. In Luke 9, 23, remember Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And folks uh, uh, insist on Rather than Luke nine twenty three, they insist on another another rallying point, whether it be a human creed, um, or some codified version of the New Testament, or some philosophy, or maybe a church constitution, uh, or even something more concrete—not like a document, but like what we've been talking about, like a commercial, something a commercial organization or a company, um, or a quote ministry. And in, in really, in all honesty, that's you know that's not wrong in and of itself. <clears throat> some of those things certainly can be um, that aren't that aren't biblical, um, but you know it's not it's not wrong to eat at Chick Fil A. It's not wrong to like Chick Fil A or any other business for for that matter. But to cling to such things confidently and and tout it as you know a fundamental identity, and if I support this place or that place, then well then that's proof positive. That my ticket to heaven has been punched, and you know I, I'm a, a quote good Christian. Well, that's that's scary thinking. It's the very thing that's condemned in in the New Testament. For example, consider the Pharisees who had their traditions, um, and by and large, those traditions served as a convenient excuse to extort people for money and and power. Uh, just look at Luke sixteen fourteen and Matthew twenty three four. Uh, and then there's another sectarian group in Scripture, the Sadducees, and it was their administration over the temple and the political clout that they had uh, with the Roman government um, that also served as a convenient excuse to extort people for money and power. And so, granted, the motives behind their support for their rallying points and their traditions and their ideas um are, we're nefarious, and that's not always the case, you know, when we're talking about someone who 
in, in our example, wants to support Chick-fil-A and thinks that, well, they're, you know, Chick-fil-A is sinning if they don't support other, quote, Christian organizations. Uh, but regardless of motive, it's still unbiblical and betrays a lack of love for, for the pure, unfiltered truth of God. And so this, I think, along with a call to own up to their hypocrisy is what is what Jesus wanted these people and us to understand. You know, you need to you need to let go of these imaginary rallying points that you've created for yourself, whether it's your party, you know, call it the Pharisees, call it the Sadducees, call it the party of uh, Chick-fil-A, call it the FCA. You let go of these rallying points and also evaluate your own motives for, for wanting to cling to these things um, because they're going to be your, your undoing. John 5, 44, how can you believe, Jesus says, when you receive glory from one another and you do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? And then John 12, 43, Jesus says, they love the praise from men more than the praise from God. And this is the very thing that kept these individuals that Jesus is talking about from uh, confessing him publicly. And so the, the point being in both passages is that you have people taking a great deal of pride in their association with something else, a great deal of pride in their association with one another or another idea or an institution or a party uh, to such an extent that it was the only thing that, that mattered. And so, you know, attacking the party or questioning the, the status quo of the party or what the, you know, quote, the party does, um, that that was offensive and it had to be it had to be fought at, at all costs when Jesus is saying it's that's totally the wrong approach that you shouldn't even care about that what should matter is your individual loyalty to to God you know the praise and glory that they received from the group was became everything and they were and that's because they were beholden ultimately to their institutions and the symbols that so, so they thought that represented their institutions. Uh, for example, Jesus' own disciples in Luke 21, 5, they say, look, um, look at the temple. It, it's adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. And in Mark 13, 1, they say, look at the magnificent stones and buildings of the temple complex. And in this case, just as before, Jesus uses this occasion to teach them about individual faithfulness to God. In the very next verses, he says, you're going to be hated by all men, uh, by all for my name's sake. But look, he says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. Or in other words, stop, stop being so impressed with the symbols of what you perceive to be faithfulness. And no doubt the temple was uh, very, very beautiful, but it, it represented a system that was on its way out. And Jesus says, here's what matters. You be faithful till death. Endure to the end and you will be saved. You know, for some reason I can hear Fred Sanford's voice in the back of my head. It's not about the temple, dummy. And I feel like that's what, you know, Jesus is more kindly and graciously telling his disciples and us. You're not, don't think that you're acceptable just because you're admiring and you're supporting and you're behind this organization, whatever it is. If you think you're acceptable and good because you're associated with whatever, you fill in the blank. It doesn't have to be, be Chick-fil-A. It's just been in the news, and so that's why I'm using it. But if you think you're acceptable and good before God because of your association for, with whatever, 
you remember John the Baptist's words. He says, don't presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham in Matthew 3, 9. And so he was going after that vain confidence, too, that, that people had, in, in that case, in their heritage and their, in their blood lineage. And he's making the same point as, as Jesus. You know, God, God can make blood children of Abraham from any of these things, but, but individual faithfulness, that's another matter. And that's exactly what John the Baptist goes on to, uh, to exhort people to do, right? He's talking to, to soldiers, and he's telling them, you need to be happy with your wages and not extort people. And, you, uh, and, 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 to, and to the Pharisees and to others, he, you know, he calls them out for their hypocrisy. So he, he's trying to push them back to what really matters, and that's their individual choice and, and, their, and, and giving their love and loyalty to God. And so that same vain confidence that Jesus addressed and that John the Baptist addressed, you know, it, it exists still today. That's what we're talking about. It, it exists in different forms and, uh, you know, has different rallying points, but it still exists today. People want to attach themselves. People seek to attach themselves to what they perceive, what they perceive as a great stalwart support and symbol of virtue rather than be stalwart rather than be loyal to God them, themselves and so you know Chick-fil-A and or any other business or restaurant for that matter is it's not the last great hope it's a business and like all businesses it's it's in the game to make money and if it thinks it can increase its bottom line by offending fewer people and being a little more PC, then yeah, it's going to take steps to do that. Don't be surprised. It's not a big deal. It's a, it's a business doing what businesses do. But when professing Christians put their hopes in a restaurant that they've somehow imagined to be a beacon of the gospel to the world, they're going to be disappointed. And again, I need to reiterate that we can't, Christians can't place their hope in any party, any organization, any business, because it's not about loyalty to a party. It's not about supporting a party. We even call it a church. But it's about, again, individual faithfulness to Jesus. Everyone else, including some we call brethren now who are Christians, they're, they're going to desert and disappoint us at some point, but we got to press on. We have to remember that the goal and the prize is to be home in heaven with the Lord. But if we're settled and satisfied here with our projects, with our institutions, and we're patting ourselves on the back for supporting the, quote, right restaurant or the right ministry or whatever the case may be, we're not going to make it. It's vain confidence. The question is, do I love the Lord? Am I loyal to him? Am I taking up my cross and denying myself every single day, being true to him and his cause? Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Jason Garcia, and this has been Faithful Sayings.